Hi everybody, it's your old pal Peyton. Oh. And hey. Oh, it's me, Austin. Back again for another good old episode of Explaining to Austin. Ah, uh, Peyton, are you coming to this week's Sea Org meeting? Oh yeah, our Scientology Sea Org meeting. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yep. I'll be there. <laughs> Little known fact, both Austin and I are uh avid believers and followers scientology. of scientology yes, like, we're among when he was alive we were considered l ron hubbard's l ron hubbard's uh Replacements. main proteges we're that old yeah we're we're way older than you guys think we just got young voices yeah young voices that was something we got for being scientologists yeah they 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 put they, they hook you up with some new vote cords you know what i'm saying yeah, young voices whenever you want that's why so many actors go to them they like i want to be young they hook tom cruise up with vote cords you know what i'm saying he also has a young dick which is pretty cool well they'll replace any part of you if you're a high enough member yeah you have to gain four levels before they'll replace a part of you though yeah you it, you it's a tiered it's a tiered thing. Like when you reach level four, they'll like give you like a like you know a, a new a new hand or like a new you know kneecap. Um, they start off with stuff that most normal people know about, like hip replacements. Yeah, and then as you get more and more high in the levels, then they do like the more expensive stuff. You know, your vocal cords, your uh, your genitals, your uh, you know your faces. You know. Yeah, I think we're we're, we're level sixty one B. Uh, Is yeah. that where we're at? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. accurate. I'm a um, proud card-carrying card member. Yeah. Proud card. Do they have cards? You have I a, don't fucking do know. Do you have a card? I didn't get a card. They gave me a card. Oh, damn it. I got it when I hit 61A. Oh, shit. See, I wasn't there for the ceremony. I, I had to... Oh, I they was, should mail it to I you. I was on the yacht that day. Oh, the Sea Org yacht. With the prisoners. I was on prisoner duty. <laughs> you were watching the... The slay the uh no the indentured um indentured the, the voluntary workers yeah it's the use of correct language please I'm sorry I I slip up even at the high level you're gonna drop a you're gonna drop a rank if you don't watch it oh no I don't want to go back to eight point five see this is the benefit of having a podcast no one listens to because we can freely make fun of Scientology and it's not going to have any negative repercussions on our lives. I don't think we're big enough to worry about Scientology. Unless, unless one of the average like 15 viewers that listen to this show just happens to be in good with the Scientologists. <laughs> just in good. They just, work at the one on Broadway. Yeah, we're just really unlucky. Yeah. Um, how You're doing doing well, Austin? I'm doing pretty good. Um, worked all the weekend, but uh, the Beach Kitchen war opens up this weekend. So my hours are about to get easier because I won't have to work dinner shift anymore. That's good, I guess, right? It's really good. So what are you going to be working? I guess we should I guess we should Okay, good. Okay. I was like maybe we shouldn't talk about random boring personal details on the podcast. All right, you know, it's your 9 to 6 is like 9 to 5 but just a little to the right. Yeah. Like I've always said. Well, Austin, that's all that's all good to hear. I'm doing all right. Sitting oh, yeah. here with a big old uh, jug of uh, of sodi pop. 
Oh, I hear those ice cubes rattling. I just yep. I hear I hear the soda rattling like Johnny Cash hears the whistle blowing. Yeah. In well, Folsom Prison. Except know, hearing your soda doesn't want to make me hang my head and cry. Yeah. Well, it makes you happy. Yeah, I love it. That's good. I love it when my friends drink soda pop. Um, it's we're back again, recording it uh vir- remotely virtually. Um, yeah, we decided that was enough physical uh, contact for well, you know, we're really cutting. We're cut. We're we're coming under the wire this week. Where this is Tuesday and we're recording it, and it's gonna come out tomorrow. And I'm gonna have to immediately edit it after we're finished. So oh shit, these come out tomorrow. These yeah, come out on Wednesday. Fuck. Yeah, they come out on Wednesday. <laughs> shit, this is news to me. Oh, uh, <laughs> so you know, so didn't really have time to to do an in person, but you know, we'll we'll probably. We'll do. We'll 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 alternate, but you know we don't want to get too stale with one way or the other. Yeah, I need to buy a sound card or something so we can plug multiple mics and all that shit. Oh yeah, a sound card. Is that like a? That's like a Pokemon it's an audio interface. That's yeah, it's like a Pokemon yeah. type. They got the you know. Yeah, sound type Pokemon. Sound like type that one that's card. a boombox. Sound type card. What's that Pokemon that looks like a boombox? I don't. Are you just not thinking of a Transformer? No, hold on, Pokemon that looks like a boom box uh what the fuck loudrid i'm not familiar with this poke i'm assuming he has a very large mouth and his ears look like speakers i'm assuming he's a recent edition no he's number 294 so he would have been like platinum and all that shit okay all right well um he's really loud hence the name loudrid got it (laughs) on a uh, uh you know i was thinking recently um I don't know. I, I feel like I don't I feel like I don't enforce uh my my uh my gender enough on this show, you know? I, I feel like I need yeah. to I feel like I really need to bring more of a, a trans and a and a feminine energy okay. to the show to balance you to balance out with you. Cuz right now yeah, it's yeah. coming off really like you know, cis and straight and boring. Oh yeah, and that's the, the show worst. in general. Don't want any of that. Yeah. Um None of that here. So I'm going to really I'm going to really like fucking queer it up and shit. <laughs> okay, so how do you plan on doing that? Well, you know, I'm just gonna. You gonna listen to Phoebe Bridgers on the show? I'm just gonna eat someone out during the show. Oh, okay, okay. We'll have a okay. new segment that's called, uh, that's called "Eating Out with Peyton." So, uh, anyone with misophonia, I suggest you turn out for that section because it's just gonna sound like sloppiness. Misophonia, no, misa jar jar binks. <laughs> God, I, I'm fucking. I'm not <laughs> doing this episode. Any, I'm. I got it. I'm leaving. See ya. <laughs> I'll leave you, bitch. Oh shit! And who are you gonna explain to? I don't know. Myself. Anyway, what are you explaining to me today? I'll get to that when I'm ready. Damn it! Oh, I'm. I sorry. just want to talk to my friend for a minute, maybe. Who, you think of that? Who's your friend? Who's you? That? Oh shit! You fucking asshole! Oh. You see that video with Ben Shapiro and the like piece of wood? I saw the picture of the, it. That the shit Home is Depot. So, like. This man literally bought a single piece of plywood and put it in a plastic bag to own the libs. Yeah, I mean... I'd be surprised if he fucking knew how to use a drill. Oh, definitely doesn't. Um, you know, for those who don't know who are listening, uh, recently, you know, people were, like, saying to boycott um, Home Depot because of their uh, funding of the, the, the voter um, restriction laws in Georgia, um, the voter suppression laws, as well as just their CEO's kind of, um, you know 
a known kind of shitty, you know, well, he's a CEO, obviously, but right, like right. he's appointedly no, you know, known as a kind of not a great person. Uh, so people were like, yeah, we're going to boycott Home Depot. And I guess, yeah, like you said, to own the libs, Ben Shapiro went and bought a single piece of, uh, of fucking plywood. plywood. I, I don't even know what length it was. It was like, you know, like it was a, maybe three feet. It was like it was a, like three feet by eight inches. Yeah, it was small enough that the cashier put it inside of a plastic bag. And he's just wearing a fucking like a t-shirt that's too small. Have you ever seen? And like ever... holding it in front of the Home Depot, like he's about to go build a fucking house. But like, let's be real, he really has a. He talks a lot about the working class for someone who looks like he pays ninety dollars for a haircut. I, I've never been to a, a Home Depot or a Lowe's and seen someone leave with a piece of wood in a plastic bag. It's like I've no, never gone to no a one's Home ever Depot bought or a that Lowe's. No one's ever bought that small amount of wood before. <laughs> yeah, like I've never gone to a hardware store and like been so clearly able to pick out a poser. Like yeah. most times you don't have to worry about posers at a hardware store because you're just buying shit you need. Yeah. He's literally pretending to be working class and nothing makes my blood boil faster than that shit. Yeah, I was thinking about this, and it's like none of the uh, none of the like conservative or right wing commentator people, for as much as they talk about wanting to return to like a you know traditional you know like society with like yeah. you know, strong with about strong men who do work and are you know they they're tough and they you know like masculine things and fighting and all this. None of the commentator guys are like even remotely the kind of like masculine guys that they talk about because like no, think they about all it look like they'd get out of breath after splitting a couple pieces of wood like shapiro's a little scrawny little bitch goblin he's a twink uh like he's a power yeah he's a fucking bottom dude steven steven crowder is is a failed actor fucking pussy boy fucking pissed uh, Nazi. you know dave dave rubin is like he's like a shitty like white collar looking middle-aged guy i mean like I none of them start on tugger carlson dude oh that yeah motherfucker looks like he owns two boats i i mean like none of them are the are the type they they want to be and yet they try so hard so that's, that's just because they're sexually attracted to that shit that's why i thought they, like they want to be they want to be dominated by like a tough working class miner from the 30s they want a himbo they want a himbo um yeah I, th- I just thought yeah, that uh know. thought that board thing was funny it really makes me so like as 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 a member of the blue collar working class like seeing conservative shitheads pretend to be working class for the aesthetic and for the virtue signaling pisses me off so fucking quickly. Or like guys who own gigantic trucks and never haul anything. Yeah, dude, lift that shit, have tow mirrors on it all the time, and don't even have a fucking trailer hitch on the back. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, dude, it makes me Pris- pristine, I... pristine, unscratched bed. It's wax. It doesn't even have a bed liner and the paint's not scratched. It's like, they're not even concerned about the concept of hauling. Yeah. Oh, I get so angry about it so quick. I'm like, I work my fucking ass off almost every day. And then these fuckers get to pretend to for the aesthetic. Like, yeah, get out of here. Well, that was our, uh, that was our, that was Peyton and Austin talk about current events. I hope you enjoyed it. We're we're testing out new opening segments. Um, Austin gets mad about conservatives pretending to work hard. You bump on your mic there? Uh, I just had a well. I I I was hitting the mute button. There's a mute, um, and oh, I hit nice. it so that I could grab my cup and drink with it without it hopefully, without it being too, um, distracting Graphic. sounding. 
Yeah. Anyway, Austin, I guess we'll get into it now. So, okay. won't you tell the people what I told you is today's topic? Um, we are talking about the 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 writings of Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> today, <laughs> no, today I will be. About, he's, she's fame going to explain the Unabomber manifesto. Yeah, to uh, me. we're going to be going. This is a this is a this is a five part series where I'll be going through. The, the the points of the Unabomber manifesto and explaining them to Austin. And uh, maybe we'll realize at the end he was on to something. <laughs> we'll realize the real the real Unabomber was the, was friends. the friends we made along the way. And by friends we mean Ted Kaczynski, who is still alive and in prison. And you can write letters to him and he will reply. Fun fact, he's real into pen pals. Maybe in we should write him a letter and then maybe he'll write us back and we can read it on the show. No, that's actually a great idea. I'll look into it. You have a typewriter. Yeah. He'll love that. He'll be like, hell yeah. No <laughs> Let's computer. Typewriter. Let's typewriter this man. Holy sh- Okay, that's a whole other idea for another time, but I like this. Yeah, anyway. For real, we're talking about the TV pilot of the show, Puchinski. Yes. And that sounds like a slur for Polish people. <laughs> it's about a dirty, dirty Polak. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, God. Polish Polish people are like like one of the uh if you make fun of polish people if of, of like polish people um and someone gets upset the person who gets upset is like 99 percent likely to be like a right-wing fascist <laughs> no one gets mad about in- the insulting polish people except for like fascists except yeah and like honestly the this this uh repressed uh uh angry towards uh polish people comes from the fact that we get really bad reviews in poland um yeah this one guy who keeps giving us one star reviews and i wish i could read them but they're all in polish yeah that's true we do have we do have some listeners it says on our statistics from the uk and ireland and germany no no it's uh not uk it's ireland and uh germany well good i don't want the uk no uk ireland is welcome ireland absolutely is not allowed that includes north ireland until they reunite yeah, fucking come out, you but fucking I, black and tan. Ireland's okay, uh, Germany's okay, you know. Germany's chill as fuck. Germany's okay now. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, Austin, you're right. It's about the failed TV pilot, Puchinski, uh, which, uh, unfortunately, no, it's not about uh, insulting Polish people. Okay, good. Um kind of a light load today in terms of uh in terms of of the uh of the facts and of the uh rundown so i'm assuming it's one of the shorter pieces of media we've covered yes it's being a tv pilot it's about 25 minutes or something it's 21 minutes so just a couple minutes longer than captain eo but a lot less to talk about than captain eo Perfect. Not there's nearly. a lot to talk about. Not an, there's no Hooter in this one. There's huh? no Hooter. Nothing. Hooter. Clo- there's nothing close to the revelry of Hooter. Hooter. Uh, <laughs> exactly. There's. 
there's no backstory nearly as interesting as Captain EO. Um, but that gives us plenty of time to riff, plenty of time to do bits like we've been doing so far. Yeah, this is already um, way off the rails. It's a good ep- it'll be a good episode regardless. So I, I love it already. So Puchinski is a uh, nineteen ninety. Um, are you gonna let me ask questions, or are you just? Gonna... Oh yeah, I forgot. You do that. Wow, I forgot Holy the format of the gonna, show. You're gonna answer some questions before I even. I was ask gonna them. steamroll right over your ass. You know, I'll go fuck myself. If that's what you want. I'd love it. Okay, um, we'll wait for that segment later. So my first question is, what's a Puchinski? Uh, Puchinski is a name. Okay, cool. Who's Puchinski? Uh, he is a detective and also a dog. Get out. Nope. We got an episode about a dog detective. A dog detective. Yep. Hey, I'm gonna come. Good. Okay. Uh, why is Puchinski? What? Why is why is Puchinski? I thought you asked why is Puchinski. <laughs> No, why is why is Puchinski? Yeah, why apostrophe uh, Well, as we'll get into, um, as we'll get into with the episode, uh, a tragic event happens that leads to a dog being able to talk. Okay, um, when's Puchinski? Nineteen ninety. Wonderful. Did it get more than a pilot? No. Why? That's sad. Okay. Un- it was an unsold pilot. Went to the Shit. scrap pile. It did air. They aired it on TV just as like a one-time thing. What network? It did not get picked up. According to this, it aired on... According to this, it was like made... It was financed by NBC. But when the, the copy of it I watched had the ABC logo in the corner. So hmm. it might have aired on different places. I'm not sure. Okay. Yep. Well, that's like, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was like an nbc show and then didn't want to air it so fox bought the rights to it but it was still produced by nbc yeah so i don't know the exact legal maybe it's like that kind of thing um who's in it uh so in terms of names what's uh, the name of the dog that plays puchinski i it's a good question i didn't i couldn't find that online okay well Um, i'm gonna say his name is champion sure probably a good bet um in terms of big names quote unquote big uh names uh we only have really two the first being um playing puchinski is peter boyle who uh is a uh, kind of a sort of a bit actor uh bit part character actor who got a fair amount of work through the 70s and 80s um and a lot of stuff he was in some movies like uh joe he was the starring in role in a kind of a popular independent movie from the early 70s joe um he what he played actually played the uh monster in uh mel brooks's young frankenstein oh nice yeah he is a uh side character in taxi driver if you've seen taxi driver um he's a, he plays a side character another one of the other taxi drivers um who goes by wizard uh he was in spike lee's malcolm x movie as a supporting nice. character he played the main boss of Tim Allen in The Santa Claus. Uh, and then, you still there, Austin? Oh, I'm still here. Okay, you didn't react to Tim Allen in The Santa Claus at all, so. I oh. I thought he might, but. Okay. Yeah, no, that's pretty amazing. His biggest role um, that most people probably know him for is he played the dad on Everybody Loves Raymond. 
so. Oh! Yeah. Wait, holy shit, that's the same guy from Young Frankenstein, huh? Yeah, no, I yeah. totally see that now. That's yeah. wild. So Same eyes, I see it in the Peter Boyle too. plays Puchinski. As we'll get into, though, obviously, he is he's in as a person. He's in the episode for the beginning, but then, of course, the rest of the episode, he's just the voice of the dog. Um, so not physically there. Um, and then playing the uh, kind of the the supporting character the partner the you know detective partner of puchinski mm-hmm. is a guy named george newburn um and the he was in he's in some random comedies and stuff the only real role of note that i thought was interesting and wanted to note here is he's voiced the american version of uh, sephiroth in final fantasy and kingdom hearts uh, <laughs> incredible uh, i'm not sure if he voiced uh sephiroth in uh in smash brothers ultimate or not but there's a possibility we can only only hope yeah so those are who and the other people are kind of just you know random tv actor people no one really of note all right then well those are all my questions because one of them was what network and you already answered that i thought you were gonna say how is puchinski i I felt like the bit was too much you know probably a good call Anyway, so... Okay, but um, I just did some research, and the voice of Sephiroth in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate yeah. is um, Toshiyuki Morikawa. Yeah, but that might be for Japan. No, that's... Um, Everywhere? Yeah, that's what it says. Okay, all right. I don't know exactly... I mean, obviously, I don't know a lot, or basically, I know nothing about Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. I do know Sephiroth is a main character in Final Fantasy VII, but I don't know specifically what Final Fantasies and Kingdom Hearts George Newbern voiced Sephiroth. But obviously, according to the information I got, he at least voiced Sephiroth in some, if not all, of the main okay. Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. All right. Anyway, um, anyway. Well, those are honestly the things I just answered via your questions are the main uh, facts. There's not a lot of facts on this. Besides the fact that, you know, NBC ordered it to be made as a pilot and then they decided not to buy it and pick it up for a series. Um, Let me think. Um, What else? Obviously, you can maybe hypothesize that this was born out of the success of the Tom Hanks movie, uh, Turner and Hooch. Um, of okay. course, famously, where Tom Hanks is a detective, and he's has a giant dog of his f- dead friend that comes and lives in his apartment. Um, so I feel like this is probably inspired by that. It's kind of like that, except in this case, the dog talks. Okay. So uh, what else? One can only assume that this would go on to ex- inspire the hit 2008 film Cop Dog. There was a 2008 film called Cop Dog, I'm just learning. There was, and it, it's a doozy. Maybe we'll talk about that on the show someday. Um, we absolutely should. And other notes, uh, there's a there's a um, prevalent uh, fake kind of rip-off sounding uh, riff in the show, kind of as a musical motif that's basically like a rip-off of George Thurgood's Bad to the Bone um very blatant <laughs> ripoff of that um 
Good. Good. Uh, yeah. To just give you the rundown real quick of just like a short synopsis, basically, a uh, I guess you I could describe it as a detective. Uh, is surprised to learn that his dead partner is now stuck in the body of a dog. Uh, hmm. Okay, not where I expected that to go. Hmm. Sorry. I thought the detective was gonna, like, go to, like, the seven and a half floor of whatever police station, and he was gonna find a little tunnel that led to the back of a dog's eyes, and then he could control the dog like a detective. I think that's... And then after some time, he would end up on the New Jersey Turnpike. I think that's just being John Malkovich. Oh, damn, that's why it sounded familiar. Being being Dog Malkovich. <laughs> being Dog Malkovich. That's the name of John Malkovich's dog. I, you know what? He would, too. He named it Dog Malkovich. He absolutely would. Um, no, John Malkovich is the kind of guy that would name his dog like a really normal person name, but like kind of like a less common person name. True. Like, come here, Archibald. It is time for feeding. Yeah, that's accurate, I think. I'd like to believe, anyway. <laughs> this is my good boy, Archibald. <laughs> that's a solid impression of John Malkovich. Thank you. You really just slow down and take your time with words, and you sound like John Malkovich. Huh, that's a good insight to, to have, Austin. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. further ado would you like me to explain what happens in the pilot for puchinski yeah let me just say i didn't take my adderall this morning and i'm like feeling all kinds of manic you're uh you're you're crashing <laughs> no i feel very high energy because oh, unfocused ADHD, it's the opposite yeah you're, but, uh, yeah i'm doing great i've been uh your your head's going in every direction I'll say there's a bunch of ping pong balls rattling around in my head and I can't keep track of any of them except for the ones that say Puchinski. <laughs> well, just try to hold tight. <laughs> I'm holding tight. All right, buddy. Well, this is um, Puchinski, the pilot. Uh, obviously, it's the pilot, so it doesn't have a name just beyond, you know, pilot. Pilot, right. Uh, I did come up with a hypothetical name for this episode. Um, it's not one I think they would have actually chosen. It's just one that I thought was funny so sure. uh this is puchinski pilot aka uh all cops are bad dogs i love that get a cab a cab a cab puchinski pilot aka the unexpected virtue of ignorance <laughs> the unexpected Wait, shit, that's the, birdman Fuck. the unexpected virtue of ending up as a dog when you die <laughs> <laughs> uh puchinski pilot aka oops all detective dog <laughs> aka whoops i'm a dog <laughs> you ever just wake up and be like ah shit i'm a dog you ever see the classic remake of the uh, 60s movie that they remade in the mid 2000s with uh steve allen called uh whoops i'm a shaggy dog 
I was about to say, what's that fucking movie called? The Shaggy Dog. <laughs> it's the Shaggy Dog. There was a whole series of Shaggy Dog movies in the '60s, including oh, one really? that I have not seen and have nothing know nothing about besides the name called The Shaggy DA. That I can only assume is about a district attorney. <laughs> can we do that as an episode? <laughs> I'll write it down for the future. Um, I'll look into it. What's with like? mid 2000s dog movies like because i feel like shaggy dog and underdog came out at around the same time and cop dog shut up about cop dog that didn't exist when did when did snow dogs with cuba gooding jr come out you remember that snow dogs yeah he had a dog sled team okay underdog well that's not the underdog that's an alicia keys song apparently i know what you're talking about Uh, okay 2007 yeah Okay, Shaggy Dog. Was Peter Dinklage the bad guy in Underdog? Sure was. I thought so. And and the guy that played Earl in My Name Is Earl was the was the owner of the Underdog. Oh really? What's his name? Jason Statham. More like yeah, that's it. <laughs> remember when, remember Jason Statham's classic comedy television series My Name's Earl? It's a way darker than most people remember it. Breaks a lot of guys' windpipes in that show. For a comedy. <laughs> What's that fucking guy? Fucking guy's name. I don't. I couldn't tell My you, man. Name is Earl. I've never even seen the show. Actor. Jason, Jason Lee. Lee. I was right on Jason. Jason Lee Statham. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. I'm gonna calm down now. Yeah. <laughs> We're all over the place. <laughs> uh i guess i'll just start talking about the show now just do it don't give me any more chances <laughs> all right so we open with a shot of a of a cityscape the logo for the show puchinski the uh the two o's in puchinski are like paw prints um, i was hoping there would be dog eyes <laughs> a dog's eyes you ever dog you ever, eyes you ever seen a dog's eyes not not in a dog just separate I was actually walking down the street and I saw a pair of dogs. You ever seen a jar? You ever seen a jar full of dogs' eyes? Yeah, my local spiritual healer has a jar of dogs' eyes. I need some. Anyway, there's the shot of the city. We hear the dispatcher over the radio. What city is it? Um, he mentions Cubs tickets at one point, so I think Chicago. Um, I don't know if it was actually filmed. Chicago. Chicago. Um. But I don't know if it was actually filmed there. Um, okay. The dispatch lady says something about like a robbery, and we needed cars. And then we hear a voice on the line being like, "Hey, who are you? What's your name?" And she's like, "I'm the new dispatcher, whatever, whatever." And he's like, "Nice to meet you. Any money ever tell you before? You got a sexy voice." So immediately off the bat, we have one of you know our lead character. Uh, who was a cop harassing the uh, the dispatcher? Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> over the just public, or you know, over just the uh, the 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 open s- channel, the station wide open channel. Um, yeah. and she's like, she's like, yeah, they do Puchinski, and he's like, whoa, how'd you know my name? And she's like, I read all about you on the bathroom floor or wall or something, and it's got like, him. ooh, got his ass. Anyways, um. We cut to like a crime scene, and one detective's taking notes with this guy who's like, "Yeah, he stuck. He put put the gun in my side and told me to give me all my money, uh, and now here I am. You, it took you guys twenty five minutes to get here. What the hell?" And Puchinski gets out of the car and he's kind of like this slobby, uh, you know, older guy, balding guy, and he's got like a, you know, he's got like a really tacky looking like striped like 
sports coat. Sports, sports coat. He's got like a little bit of mustard on the corner of his mouth and a donut and he, and also just hanging out of his mouth. Yeah, and he grabs his partner and he's like, oh man, come on, let's just get out of here. I don't care. Let's, let's just leave. I don't want to take that guy's shit anymore. So, you know, just blatant disregard for the uh, the victim of a crime. Yeah, <laughs> he just wants really to leave. Care. He doesn't but care so about... So far, this, this show's doing really painting cops in a good light. Oh yeah, it's very, uh, very realistic. It's painting realistic. in an accurate light. Accurate light. Um, he just doesn't care about the solving crime or preventing it. He just wants to get the fuck out of there. It's a paycheck. Uh, we cut and, um, he's him and his partner, like getting some, some hot dogs, uh, back on dog theme, getting hot dogs at a stand when he notices a bunch of like, you know, vagrant street children kicking a dog in an alleyway. We don't see the dog. It's just like them all in a huddle and it's like you know they're like kicking and stuff and he goes over and he's like hey leave the dog alone kids and then one of the little street children he's like well what are you gonna do about it and he and he pulls out a switchblade this the kid yeah this little street orphan child um Jesus. he pulls out the switchblade it's like what are you gonna do about it and puchinski is like uh oh yeah oh, man you know you, you know what you're right I don't know what I do about it because then he takes the gun out of his side, his shoulder holster oh. and he's, and he like points the gun at these children and is like, because I don't remember if this thing's loaded or not. You know what? How about I try on you guys just to see? So he's threatening. I mean, oh, you know, my God. he's threatening these children with a loaded gun. Um, and of course the kids are like, Jesus Christ, you're fucking crazy. And they run off. Um, so uh christ yeah it's fun uh a lot of fun uh <laughs> and he yells after him get out of here you transients yeah it's like god um, what's, what's this guy got you know he goes over and there's like an english bulldog that the kids were the kicking and he start and he's petting him and talking to the dog it's like hey boy how you doing cut back and it's like a later at the station and he has puchinski in like the back of their car their their squad car um, and the partner's complaining about how he stinks and everything. And, like, are we really going to keep him? And Puchinski is like, of course we're keeping the dog. Um, so inside the station, the uh, partner goes to the chief, who's, uh, you know, he's, he's your stereotypical, like, 90s chief. He's like a black guy with a mustache. And he's yeah, always yeah. yelling. Um, Slamming on the desk. Being, yeah. Calling exactly. people loose cannons. Exactly. Um, and he's based, the partner is basically like, uh, you know, I want to transfer, uh, you know, Puchinski. I just, I can't work with Puchinski. He's, he's, he's inappropriate and he's, he does, he doesn't care and he's late and, you know, he's, he's, uh, he farts all the time. Um, Wait, really? Is that something he says? Yeah. He says he has flatulence. Um, that's and, like a bonus, though. But that's like, yeah, well, that's hilarious. It's great, but this guy's a real. The st- other things are shitty, but like this guy's a real working stiff. Uh, but uh, the yeah. captain's like, who who caught the South Side Strangler? Who caught the the Post Office Bomber? Speaking of Ted Kaczynski, <laughs> uh, oh shit, okay. Not speaking of Ted Kaczynski, but you know, you know what I mean. Uh, I gotcha. I, just saying, office. you know, funny given what we talked about earlier. Uh, no, no, I, well, see now you've explained the joke and it's less funny, Peyton. Well, I, you know, that's the whole point of this show. It's called explaining to Austin. Ah oh, shit! Now I'm in the dummy. Yeah, uh, but the uh, you know the the chief is like you know you he is one of the best we have and i put you with him for a reason so you you're gonna stick with him and you're you know you should take advantage of this and learn a thing or two and so the partner's kind of really frustrated about this uh we cut and um 
Puchinski and the partner. I never caught the partner's name, nor could I care to care enough to look it up and learn it. So um, I just I call. Think him. Lod- I think it's Lodger. No, that's definitely not it. Uh, okay. I just uh, that's Ramston. what. I, I just called him partner on my notes because sure. that's how much I cared. Um, uh, so partner and Puchinsky are at a stakeout. They're staking out an ATM because that's where this thief is uh, sticking people up. Um, so they're staking it out. Um, Puchinsky like hands a little mini photo to um, the partner and is like, "Get a load of this broad." And it's like this, you know, lady in burlesque, and he's Puchinsky's like, you meet a lot of women working vice, so you know, already it's like uh, that's kind of that's kind of questionable. But if he's like, is he harassing and or is he threatening these women to like, you know, it it, it raises a lot of questions because like, yeah, sure if he's working vice and these women are doing like sex work that's illegal, where that is, is he like, you know, is there some sort of back table? under table dealings going on i don't know questionable uh again accurate to the realities uh oh, but absolutely. but but not in the way not in a good way um so uh but the partner's like yeah i'm seeing someone there's this lady she lost her husband and her and her daughter live in the building and i've just kind of been talking to her and she's like hey you gonna you gonna bang this you gonna bang this widow whore uh, he doesn't say that exactly, but I'm paraphrasing. Um, meanwhile, across the street, all of a sudden they spot the guy and he's sticking up an old lady at the ATM. And so oh, the partner gets out of the car, chases after this guy uh, down the street. He uh, chases him into like a, a car dealership lot where he loses him. And then the next thing he knows, the thief is in a car and he kind of tries to run down the partner, but he jumps up, partner jumps out of the way. Meanwhile, the partner radios back to Puchinski and he's like, he's getting away in this car or whatever. Puchinski, you know, drives out onto the road and kind of uses his car to block the street. And he jumps out of the car ready to like, you know, try to stop the uh, thief in the car. Uh, But the dog runs out in the street and Puchinski is, you know, he's like, oh, get back here. Watch out. You're going to get hit. He runs and he saves the dog. But before the next thing he knows, he tosses the dog out of the way in the nick of time. But he doesn't have enough time to move. And he gets hit by the thief driving the car. Oh, and shit. the thief gets away and drives off while uh, Puchinski lays on the ground. And we don't see it's a TV show on cable or on a network from the 90s. Right. So we don't see anything. But apparently he's been hit bad enough that internally something's wrong because he's like on the ground dying, doing the dying voice. Does he have a little blood on his mouth? No, no blood at all. Uh, as far as you wow. can tell from the outside, he's fine, but obviously not. He's ruptured every <laughs> single one of his organs except for his lungs. Everything. So he's been not bleeding externally. Everything inside is broken, but no signs outside. Like when um, a computer gets struck by lightning. And he's he, he gives like one final joke to the partner where he's like, take out my wallet. You see those? Those are tickets for the Cubs. Take someone, or better yet, see what you can get for them. And then he dies. Uh, well, he, wow. uh, before he dies, there's this weird like back and forth for like 15 seconds where it just cuts between Peter Boyle Puchinski's eyes and the dog's eyes. And they like lock eyes in this weird moment and then implying like kind of letting you know that he's about to become playing a mystical dog related circumstance Uh, i'm a a sucker for a classic mystical dog related circumstance me too me too so pachinski uh keels over has the partners like officer down etc meanwhile we cut and we see a shot of a bunch of people at a grave 
uh, we fade, and all the people are gone now, and the partner's just kind of standing at the grave solemnly when he hears, like, someone call out, like, hey, over here, over here, you dummy, and he's like, who's that? And uh, we we hear the voices, like, who, what do you mean, who's that? You can't remember the voice of your partner, Pachinski? And the guy goes over, the partner goes over, and it's this dog, and the dog's talking, and he's like, it's me, it's Puchinski. Uh, you know, this is my badge number. And, like, you know, he does stuff to convince the partner that it, that it is who he says he is. And at this moment, I want to um, stress how... So, the show, when Puchinski is actually, you know, from now on, Puchinski's like a talking dog with, like, a human and mind inside of it, basically, Right. Right? Right, right. Um, so, you know, uh, from here on, in the wide shots and stuff, like when the dog is rocking around or having to be carried, stuff like that, it is a real English bulldog. But all of the close-up shots where they're talking and we see the dog talking, it is a terrifying-looking, uncanny mm. valley, uh, like, dog puppet. But, like, oh God, with I'm way way too human eye, like, the well, eyes are way too, like, human. Uh, it, it's it's oh very... God. Oh, no, 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 no. A big old flappy No, mouth. I hate that. Yeah. So, uh... Mm. <laughs> yeah, so we see that. Oh, God. And the partner delivers a fantastic line where he says, Puchinski, how did you become a dog? Um, incredible great delivery very subtle uh you know perfectly written not exposition at all um, no 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 they really spoon feeding it to you and then you know puchinski gives some anecdote about you know he was like i was going towards the light and then next thing i know i heard barking and i woke up in this body and now i'm a dog and i love being a dog i can pee anywhere i can sleep whenever i want you know, I can uh, I can hump women. He doesn't say hump women, but he he says something. He implies it. He says something pervy that implies getting to like, oh, he, like getting to touch like women. Looking up skirts yeah. or something. Yeah, real pervy shit. He's basically like Frank, and it's always sunny, but like he's not supposed to be like that gross. Jolly. He's not. I'm a dog. He's not characterized as gross <laughs> as Frank, and it's always sunny, but he definitely comes off. At least in the yeah, lens, he's just like bad. In uh, the lens of a t- uh, for a 2020 part 21 year old, uh, he comes off as gross as Frank Reynolds. Um, great. So you know he's like, I like being a dog, and the partner's like, that's great, I guess. And the Puchinski's like, but I I need your help. We gotta catch my killer. And the partner's like, well, you know, I got taken off the case. I'm on desk duty now. And uh, Puchinski's like, we got to change that. You got to help me. And he convinces the partner. So they go back to the station. Uh, Puchinski pees on the detective they'd given the case to, who he didn't like when he was a person. Um, And that's funny. Then Puchinski, like, the partner's like, hey, dispatch lady, can you uh, watch this dog? while i go talk to the captain and he's like she's like okay sure and so you know puchinski sits in her lap and you know she's like petting him and stuff and he's a perv so he's like really getting off from it uh you know so the partner goes in to talk to the captain and he convinces the captain to let him back on the case meanwhile outside we see the uh dispatch secretary lady fall over in her chair because puchinski's like you know going to town on her so you know more just fun fun you know uh, sexual, uh, you know, escapades from 
uh, this character of dubious consensual nature. Right, sexcapades, if you will. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, the uh, the partner ta- is now on the case, and of course, Puchinski is with him, uh, but they need a place to live. So we kind of come into this middle section where we move away from all the police stuff, and it's like a like a you know apartment situation sitcom. The partner mm-hmm. is in the elevator with Puchinski. Um, and then the widow lady he likes and her daughter come in the elevator and, you know, he kind of introduces them to the dog. Um, and, you know, they're like, well, maybe we can come over and cook sometime. You know, we love dogs and, you know, we'd love to, I'd love to come over and cook for you. So, you know, she's really, she really wants to, she really wants to bang the partner. Um, and the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the dog, of course. Um, so partner and Puchinski are in the in the house of course they get into an argument because he doesn't want Puchinski on the couch you know they're bickering all this kind of stuff so the partner kicks Puchinski out he you know out the out the apartment door but the next day the uh widow lady and her daughter ring the door and they're like here we're coming we're gonna cook for you today and we brought your dog back and they have Puchinski with them and so uh <laughs> meanwhile um while they're all in the kitchen, Puchinski is like, I'm going to set the mood. And he turns on like a romantic song on the stereo and that makes the partner mad. So the partner comes out and is like, Hey, knock it off. And he like shoves him in the bedroom and locks the door. And Puchinski's howling and making all this noise. So he goes back in there and all the, the Puchinski's torn up all the pillows and stuff in the bedroom. And there's, you know, oh, of course there's feathers everywhere. And, you know, so he shuts the door and there's this big commotion of him chasing Puchinski around the room the uh, widow goes to check to see what's happening and the partner opens the door and is like oh yeah just trying to get a get a get a handle on the dog but he has the he has his like pistol in his hand oh jesus <laughs> so that's a that's a little gag you know what i'm saying um i'll say it's been a, it's had a gag time so uh but after he finishes talking to her puchinski is like uh you know in the bathroom and he's locked himself in there and the partner is like all right fine i'm sorry i apologize you know it must be hard to be stuck as a dog i'm sorry that i was being mean he yeah yeah of course puchinski lets him in and puchinski now though even though earlier he liked being a dog now he's like sad about it and he's like i'm stuck as a dog i wish i was a human again i'm stuck as a stinking dog i can't even solve my own murder and the partner's like hey just because you're a dog doesn't mean you can't do all this stuff you know you're still being a dog's fun and cool and we can still do this and you can live here you know for as long as you want uh, you know and we can figure this out together yeah so next thing is uh puchinski's been outside you know he's a dog so he can blend in super well so he's kind of just been staking out the atms waiting for the uh, thief to arrive back and right as the partner's like you've been out here for every day this week come on let's just forget it of course then the thief shows up and puchinski's like i know that's him i can smell him it's the same guy and so there's another chase scene the partner perfect and puchinski chase the uh the thief down the thief like shoots the gun out of the partner's hand um oh that's a badass move yeah but but then puchinski who's like climbed up some fire escape stairs jumps off a little low roof lands on the uh the thief and they're kind of like you know he knocks him over and then the thief and the partner are are, you know tussling and but then the uh the thief 
looks like he has the upper hand. So Puchinsky runs up and he uh, he really sinks his teeth uh, into uh, the the thief's crotch. Oh, perfect. And of course he's like, ah, my balls. Um, and then the partner's able to you know subdue the thief. And yay, happy. You know, and then it cuts and it's later in their apartment, like a couple days later, and there's like a framed photo of them with the chief and both Puchinsky, you know, the dog and the partner have medals, I guess, for catching this thief. The dog does? Yeah, they give the dog a medal. Incredible. Uh, and so they're on the couch and they're bickering over what TV show to watch because Puchinsky wants to watch this horse race because he's like, hey, I got money bet on this thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and... Uh, the partner grabs the remote and he's like, it's my TV. We're watching what I want. Puchinsky's like, all right, I guess I got to do this then. And he grabs the guy's shoes and like runs away with it um, in his mouth. <laughs> and they like run around and it's comical and fade to credits. And credits roll. Nice. And that is the, that's what happens in the Puchinsky pilot. That show should have gotten a season. <laughs> think this should have gotten a season austin what? i mean like a little like well, at least, i don't know i want to see more of it what was it that hooked you uh was it the the terrible dog puns or the, uh, the terrifying dog the, ter- puppet, the terrifying sure. puppet okay yeah with human eyes with human eyes um with jason statham's eyes jason statham's eyes jason statham's eyes jason statham's uh, Sean Bean. Anyway, you know, it's kind of just like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who thought, like, this would have gotten picked up because it's just, like, not good. I mean. Oh, yeah. It sounds it, terrible. Like, honestly, it's, it's not. None of the jokes are <laughs> funny. And, you know, the dog puppet is just not good. And, you know, by today's. It's gross. Like. By, by today's standards, there's a lot of really iffy uh, material. Um, I did write some questions down that are like yeah. questions the the world of this pilot poses. Um, and so the first one is uh, so now that Puchinsky's soul or mind, whatever you want to call it, is in the dog's body, what happened to the dog's mind and soul and personality? Are we implying that dogs don't have souls? I don't know because it's like, well, yeah, like what happened to the dogs? You know personality and existence now that puchinski has like is puchinski's like existence in the dog like a like a you know like a demonic possession (laughs) like or is it like being john malkovich like truly where he's literally just controlling this dog's body uh is is the dog like inside 
the dog still like in the sunken place <laughs> like what's Come going on, on uh with Yo, the dog Jesus. i don't know it seems a little this poor dog it seems a little inhumane honestly they should have just let it get hit by the car like that would have been more humane than probably whatever the fuck this is. If, if it's really the case that he's like stuck in there and then obviously the other alternative is that like puchinski's soul like made the dog's soul die and he took its place oh god yeah kind of on that same topic another question is um so is being a dog like a punishment for puchinski for being like a sleazy piece of shit or, or is it a metaphor because he's a fucking dog or like, oh, that dog or is this some sort of confirmation in this tv's reality of the existence of reincarnation oh yeah like like fucking yeah no that that sounds like there's just to, to say the least there's a lot of unanswered philosophical questions that come along with the premise of puchinski that... maybe the studio knew that if they aired this show the public would would be too worried about these things but who knows maybe you're right maybe it deserved a season because maybe they were going to get into all this complex morality and philosophy of souls and whatnot i think that's pretty optimistic of you to assume <laughs> definitely i'm just saying you know if i got if if the nbc executives said you know we're starting this program to use existing ip we have the rights to to reboot it you know here's a list of things are you interested in doing it and yeah. it's all like unpredictable, you know, like unpicked up pilots, you know, unordered, unsold. And obviously, Puchinski's on the list. And I would be like, yeah, I want to do Puchinski and I'm going to make it about morality and, and, and philosophy of, of existence. And they'd, and they'd say, never mind. We made a bad, we made a wrong choice. Actually, please go home. <laughs> yeah, actually, we don't want you. Go away. Um, and then I asked the question, um, so in this pilot, the partner is the only one who ever communicates with Puchinski. So, you know, is it that the partner is the only one who can hear and talk to um, and be talked to by Puchinski? Or is Puchinski simply only choosing to talk to the partner? Or is Puchinski just simply having a wonderful Christmas time? that's a good one too uh yeah so it's like a situation of you know what what are the what are the rules of this of this ridiculous scenario because it's like, like like an agent p situation where like only doofenshmirtz and like the uh the like detective animal organization know that he's an agent but as soon as phineas or ferb come around he's just a regular platypus yeah or like that uh you know that show with with who was it Elijah Wood, uh, Wilfred, where the guy was in like a dog costume. I only yeah, watched, but like, he was literally just like dressed as a dog. I only watched the pilot like a long time ago, but it was like Elijah Wood was the only one who could. Everyone else just saw the yeah, dog yeah. as like a normal dog, and Elijah Wood was the only one who saw him as like a dude in a dog suit that could talk to him. That is so good. So is that, I have to watch that. Is that a Puchinski situation? Or is was that based off of Puchinski? Or inverse, is Puchinski a similar scenario to that in Wilfred? We'll never know. Unfortunately. I don't think, yeah, we'll never know. That's a, that's a damn shame. I'm going to track down the writer-creator and ask him all these questions. We should honestly send him an email. He's or probably he dead. Just... He's definitely probably dead. The creator of Puchinski? I don't know. I'm just guessing. 
Producer David Kirshner. Um, he looks pretty young. He was born in 1955. He's 65. Oh, yeah. okay. He's still alive. All right. He's still alive. Let's hit him up. We'll hit up him, and we'll hit up Ted Kaczynski. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll inform you next time on what we hear back. Yeah. We're, you got to type out a letter to a... Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. So, um, those, are, those are the kind of questions that this pilot ar aroused in me, so to speak. Um... It aroused you, huh? It aroused me, the dog puppet man. It's just, it hit all the check marks. You're like, you're like a Dean Dean Pelton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting aroused by dogs. Um, I did have some speculative, uh, ideas for uh, for future episodes of Puchinski, specifically coming from the view of like a modern day lens, like mm -hmm. you know the next episode. Puchinski, while apprehending a subject, like bites and rips the jugular out of a of an innocent yeah, like kill, out yeah, of like an innocent him. black man, and the partner has to try to cover it up because he doesn't want Puchinski to get put down. Oh yeah, shit. Okay, well that's really dark. <laughs> um, uh, all right. With that, with that, you know, what if they they did a thing? There could be an episode where they put a little. Um, they put a body cam on like Puchinski's collar and he's walking around with a body cam on his collar. But obviously Puchinski doesn't want that. And the episode's all about how uh, cops shouldn't be monitored. Oh God. It's a very, That's a more realistic, it's a very, uh, it's a very right wing pro cop show. Puchinski. Oh man. It's like true propaganda. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, you know, just playing it, playing it real, <laughs> playing it real to life. Um, it's now you know, a Fox property. You know, uh, Puchinski, Puchinski riot episode. You know, suit up in the riot gear, including the dog. Sick him on some protesters. Um, Puchinski goes undercover, and gets adopted by a member of Antifa. Puchinski goes undercover and um, has sex under false pretenses while lying with a person. Um, which is, which is technically legal and not rape. You know that? Oh yeah, no, I did know that. Yeah, yeah. And Puchinski, I mean, Puchinski's already like assaulting every woman he comes across. Yeah, no, this as, is as implied up. in the show. Yeah, this show could get real dark, honestly. Yeah, it's a real, it could be a real Bojack Horseman, you know? It could be, Between yeah. Between all this stuff and the, the, the philosoph philosophical stuff, philosophy of, of, of existence. They missed out yeah. is what I'm saying. I really think they fucked up. They really, in in terms of not deciding to make this into a show, they really uh, screwed the pooch. I get it. The poochinski. They really fucked the dog. They really had sex with a dog. <laughs> Jesus. They really sodomized a male dog. Um... <sighs> What was I about to say? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. We were just talking about know. sodomizing dogs and... Um, oh, yeah. It was... Uh, I was thinking of, like, how ridiculous... Uh, that, like, how ridiculous it is that this cop who ends up turning into a dog just happened to have the last name of Puchinski. I was trying to think of some, uh, some similar... Um, scenarios it would be like if uh 
if like Bruce Wayne's name was like was like uh, Bruce Batman. Yeah, or like uh, what are some Bats other... McGillicuddy? What are some other um versions of a name? Oh, oh, I remember. I saw one today because this is gonna sound completely off topic, but it'll come back around. So the Rotten Tomatoes score for Citizen Kane is no longer at a hundred percent because like an eighty-year-old review from like the Chicago Tribune got added that's like a negative review so it caused the like <laughs> aggregator to drop to 99 um which is really oh funny God. but uh i don't know if it's like a pin name but like the writer for the chicago tribune of that review is credited as may tinny or tin a like t m a e t at space t i n e maybe t i n e e but like may tenay like matinee matinee oh my god <laughs> that's her husband's name she's may tenay and this matinee uh and yeah there's like people online were like i don't know if that's is that a pin name or what but yeah that's like that's a similar incredible. it's like a you know a film reviewer being named matt tenay um but yeah i mean i don't know maybe i i'm not maybe Puchinsky is a common uh last name in terms of uh Polak's. i don't know oh my god uh Saying that word makes you sound like like Chevy Chase racist. Yeah, uh, that's that's accurate. <laughs> um. Oh, I just stumbled across an article on the AV Club called "The World Wasn't Ready for Puchinski: A Talking Dog Crime Show." Yeah, and this was last year. Yeah, I read that article and I was because I was ready. I I went online and looked through a couple articles looking for mainly like behind the scenes facts and stuff but unfortunately most of them are just like recapping what happens in the episode um incredible so, uh, it doesn't look like puchinski's actually a last name it's like well I'm, i mean i'm i was partially joking because i don't think anyone would be named that and i think i was, it was just google i was just know, like curious it, it it has the word pooch in it and i think that's what the main thing here is right they yeah. thought hey he's a dog let's name the character puchinski <laughs> That's a great um, idea. You mentioned Chevy Chase, which is bringing up a, a, an interesting tangent. Um, so initially, in trying to figure out what to do for this week's episode, I did. I actually watched and did the research on doing an episode on uh, The Day the Clown Cried, starring Jerry Lewis. Are you familiar at all with that, Austin? With what? The uh, the famously incomplete slash lost film, The Day the Clown Cried. No, I haven't heard of this. Starring and partially rewritten and written by Jerry Lewis. Um, so comedian Jerry Lewis, of course, known for stuff like uh, the Nutty, the original Nutty Professor, okay, and other comedies from like the fifties and sixties into the seventies. Yeah. In the seventies, I believe he got the script that had been written and actually made changes to it to do a film called the day the clown cried. That's about a clown that ends up getting imprisoned uh, by the Nazis and sent to a concentration camp where he, he, he like it, he, he ends up like entertaining the children at the concentration camp because he like, you know, really cares about children. But then the Nazis, like, as a final thing to, like, punish him, make him, they're like, we'll let you live if you, like, you know, entertain the children and make them go quietly without fighting into the gas chamber. 
um and of course and but then he Jesus. ultimately decides he can't like live with himself so he like goes in with the children um and they all die uh what the hell i was gonna do an episode on this because i think it's really interesting but i was just worried about i didn't want i didn't want to come off as too like glib on the subject matter because like yeah. you know i wouldn't want the episode to be too like heavy and dark um but at the same time i don't want to be like cracking jokes the whole time about like the actual holocaust uh obviously yeah, yeah we gotta not <laughs> but going back now so the film was completed filming but then jerry lewis somewhere along the way in editing just was like i can't release this it's too like it's just the it's in too bad taste you know basically right, so it's right. now like famously never been really a full version actually there is a full version the library of congress has a full version and jerry lewis made them like swear to like not do anything with it until 2024 so there's a possibility we'll see something in a couple years but even then like it's unknown how much of the film's actually like edited and how much is just like raw footage so yeah yeah in preparation when i thought about doing this i had watched a cut that's like a compiled piece of like all the existing footage it's about like 30 minutes worth and but a lot of it is like really low quality and pulled from like documentaries where there's like talking over it um but i watched that but then i also listened to um, an excerpt from Pat, the comedian actor Patton Oswalt wrote a book about a kind of like a memoir about some of, about his life. And part of that, he, there's a, and you can hear it online. There's a chapter about him and his friends in LA, including, uh, David Cross and Bob Odenkirk, um, of, uh, them. He found some, at some point found like the shooting script for the day the clown cried. And so they oh, put on like free free to watch uh table reads like performances of the script and apparently oh, it was just shit. apparently it was just like really like gauche and in bad taste like the script like apparently when jerry lewis oh. got the script it was fairly serious but then he added in a bunch of like slapstick like moments and stuff kind of like you know that movie life is beautiful oh i know of it it's uh, it sounds like it's like that where like it tries to be like I don't, it tries to bring like a certain amount of levity to it that just like doesn't feel appropriate despite the intention. Intention. Oh, someone, he, Patton Oswalt said that someone had described it as like going down to Tijuana and finding a black velvet painting about the Holocaust. Um, Jesus Christ. But anyway, they were doing these performances and they were about to do one when they got a cease and desist letter. And of course, they thought it was from Jerry Lewis wanting them not to do it but then they later found out that it was from an angry studio executive who had rebought the rights to the script and was going to make the movie and thought it was going to be like a really big hit and everything and he was like you guys can't read this you're infringing on my property that i own and i'm gonna have chevy chase play this clown uh and it's gonna be amazing uh, and you'll know that when it comes out and obviously it never came out, but just the thought there was a famous quote where Patton Oswalt says, uh, they basically then went on stage and just improv a show about them getting like shut down with this cease and desist. <laughs> and he says that, uh, that, uh, Bob Odenkirk famously from Mr. Show and then, you know, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul was when yeah. I, one of his lines on stage was like saying, um, like something along the lines of like. The greatest performance you ever saw, Chevy Chase leading those dressed as a clown, leading children to the gas chamber. Jesus Christ. Which, like, yeah, I can imagine being just absolutely the most, 
not good thing I've ever oh. heard. So you just br- th- saying Chevy Chase brought up that uh, that thought to me that I thought I'd explain. Shout out to Chevy Chase. <laughs> um. Christ. Anyway, back to Puchinsky. Oh. Anyway, back oh yeah, Puchinsky. Back, back to Puchinsky. Oh man, well you know I gotta. If I had to give Puchinsky a rating based on what I've heard, I'd give it two paws down. Ha! <laughs> I get it. Thanks. That was my Roger Ebert impression. Good job. Thanks. Uh, uh so, you know that's Puchinsky, and who knows? Maybe one day I'll have my opportunity to reboot it as a as a as a thoughtful philosophical dark comedy. You know, when I'm a famous restaurateur, I will absolutely pay the way for you to do this. Uh, I thought you were going to say, I'm going to have a dish called the Puchinsky Burger, and it's made of dog meat. <laughs> now, dog meat's way harder to get than horse. I'd probably I'll, just get horse. I'll name my premier dog meat dish the Puchinsky. <laughs> Sell it as the Doggo Burger, and like people who like love dogs and use that kind of like doggo and pupper speech would be like real into it and then you tell them it's dog afterwards Uh oh just because i can't stand when people actually genuinely say pupper and shit like that is is it legal to serve dog meat in the united states probably not i don't actually i don't know the legality of it like meat that you serve in a restaurant has to come from like inspected and approved farms and sources and stuff like that so like i doubt there's one that's dogs yeah, but what say you you got you procured a dog or and a dog for dog meat and or some fresh dog meat and you had enough money to waste that you got it inspected uh, and it passed and was above board or or I guess I'm saying could you get it inspected and then have it approved and then serve it? I have no idea the answer to that. It's not a question I've ever asked. I'll include it in my letter to Ted Kaczynski. He might know. He probably does know. He probably knows more than we think. Dear Ted, Mr. Kaczynski, uh, what is the legality? What is the legality of eating dog meat? I don't. I just thought you might happen to know. Sincerely, <laughs> nothing else in the letter. Just that. <laughs> he would not reply. Like, what Prob- the fuck is this? Yeah, probably not. That's probably a probably a forlorn boon. Oh man. So. Well, um, any I guess uh, yeah. Any more thoughts yeah, about Puchinsky? Yeah, no, that's um, pretty much um. That's all I. That's all the thoughts I had. Okay. Well, uh, you know, if you want to, it's Puchinsky. You can look it up online. It's on. It's on YouTube, in full, all twenty-one minutes. I'll check it out probably. Maybe I, not tonight. You but, think that yeah. dog puppet from the show is still out there somewhere, like rotting in like a prop, like a prop room? God, it, I it, hope so. At NBC Universal, just like some old prop room in a box, is this rotting like foam <laughs> latex uh, dog puppet? Some like PA like opens that box one day and there's like a dog and they're like, oh god, it, oh it, fuck. At this point, if it's still around, it's probably decayed enough that it looks like an actual dead dog. Uh, yeah honestly if i got to make my puchinski reboot uh which i'm definitely fully committed to at this point after talking about it with you for this last hour um (laughs) i i I would want to track down and you if it still exists track down and use that original puppet for the show i think it would add to the the dark nature of the comedy and and 
philosophical elements to use that rotting broken uh dog puppet from 1990 yeah use the original puppet and like it would just add to the show if you had to recast puchinski because i pretty sure peter boyle's dead um is he dead i'm gonna look it up real quick i think he is but let me find out peter boyle is yeah he died in 2006 oh he died that was the last year uh everybody loves raymond aired so he died wow. like right when the sh- right as the show was finishing. He was only seventy one too. That's not yeah. that old. He let's see how he died. Uh, throat death slashed. <laughs> throat slash. <laughs> Held up at head blown off at gunpoint. Um, <laughs> it's like the I think you should leave. Yeah, baby of the. <laughs> apparently, apparently he was friends with Bruce Springsteen, which is cool. Bruce Springsteen dedicated a song to him after he died while he, when he played it at Madison, Madison Square Garden. Um, oh, he had, let's see, multiple mele- my- myeloma and heart disease. Huh. Um, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, he is dead. Uh, confirmed. Peter, Peter Boyle is dead. Uh, that being the case, who would you recast as Puchinski? Chevy Chase. <laughs> Chevy Chase. No, I mean, uh... I feel like the cliche and obvious choice, as as alluded to earlier, is Danny DeVito. But I feel like I could push myself more creatively to think of someone else. Yeah, not Danny DeVito. I think that one's a great choice. Maybe too obvious. It's a little too cliche. I feel like. Um... Plus, at oh, this God. point, I don't know if Danny DeVito wants to uh sign on to a whole nother sitcom i think he's probably i think he's probably set in terms of creative kurt russell kurt russell i could see i want to see kurt russell do it that might be good he has range baby i think kurt russell could do it uh yeah that would be good let me think i'm trying to think of someone i like what about what about getting uh steve buscemi oh that's a great one i think um... he could be a good puchinski who is that guy that was on The Apprentice, The Celebrity Apprentice? Donald Trump. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Former on. President Donald J. Trump. Did you see his letter about the Oscars? No. He released a letter today, uh, like, talking like, uh, the Oscars are a failure. They had their lowest ratings in history last night, which they did. But still, he's like, they're a disaster. because no one saw movies last year. They need to bring back having a great host so they're not a disaster like that psycho bet midler <laughs> he didn't oh say that God. but i'm paraphrasing he might as well have who are you talking about though on gary Busey. oh is. gary Busey would be a great puchinski yeah I, he would I be mean, great it i don't even think just don't even write lines for him just let him riff. <laughs> no, just let him go though, like let him run wild though with gary Busey. I almost would hate to waste him as Puchinski because I want to see him on screen. I want to see him physically act because that's that's part of the experience of Gary Busey. I don't want to see him as a dog. I want to so see him on all fours. Maybe I want to see him pretending to be a dog um, on all fours. He, he's Puchinski, but not played by a dog puppet or a dog. He's just no. The only difference Gary is that Busey. he's on all fours. That might be good. Yeah. Holy shit! What about what about the partner? Who anyone you would want as the partner? I'm thinking maybe even like a younger. Like a younger com- comedic person to kind of play off if we get like an older person for Puchinski. Or uh, what's the guy that plays Champ in Anchorman? Oh, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. The guy like from I'm the Googling office and it. stuff. 
David Cochner. Yeah, Kochner? yeah, David Cochner. Cochner. God yeah, fucking he's good. K-O-E. He's always yeah, he would be a great partner, but like maybe he's too old now. But like, like him and Anchorman one would have been the perfect age. My only thing is like he's a little too like the Puchinski personality. Like oh, I yeah. could he see... would also be great for Puchinski. Yeah, I was gonna say he could be Puchinski, but uh, in terms of the partner, I'd want someone more like the straight man, so to speak. Um, what about Idris Elba? Yeah, just get like a really, really like cut, like attractive, good, good dramatic actor. Chris Evans. Yeah. Um, Kurt Russell. What about for for the partner? You get. Um, oh, I'm trying to think who would be good. I mean, I'd like just like to push him uh, in terms of range. I'd want to see. I want to get eric andre and make him play the straight man because normally he plays the crazy one i want to see him play the straight man i would love that i would love that a lot so those are my perspective casts for yeah for my gary Busey and eric andre yeah (laughs) gary Busey just as himself but on all fours pretending to be a dog and everyone (laughs) in the show acknowledges him as such they know he's a dog yeah well i'm glad we got that figured out um in terms of the show today, I think that's a good place to end it because I gotta go I and edit. So. I gotta edit this thing so it can be up online tomorrow morning. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, thanks right. for talking about Puchinski with me. A lot of oh, good thanks bits. Thanks for explaining Puchinski to me. Um, hopefully for next time your mic won't sound like shit. Um, yeah, well, that's a weird thing. Why? What? You know, it'll be great when we can figure out this podcasting thing. It was good last week. Sure was. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's all for this week. Austin, right, any I'll final? See at, um, I'll see you I'll at. I'll see you at the movies. I'll see you at the movies. When you going to? As Roger. Yeah, what, what, as Roger. Where's it gonna happen? As Siskel and Ebert said, <laughs> "I'll see you at the movies." <laughs> oh, I can't fucking handle it. Yeah, you're. You you need to take some Adderall, bud. <laughs> you're not wrong. All right, everybody. Love you. Bye. Right about now, NWA court is in full effect. Judge Dre residing. In the case of NWA versus NBC television. Prosecuting attorneys all. MC Brand, Ice Cube, and Easy motherfucking E. Order, order, order. Ice Cube, take the motherfucking stand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth so help your black ass? You goddamn right. But won't you tell everybody what the fuck you gotta say? Fuck coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it back because I'm brown. And not the other color, so think they have the authority to kill a minority. Fuck that shit because I ain't the one for a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun to be beaten on. And thrown in jail, we can go toe to toe in the middle of the dog park. Selling narcotics. You rather see me in the pen.